I don't really think it's Purgatory Bryant. No. Thomas Costello, how are you this evening? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today? It's weird seeing you virtually. Yeah, it is weird seeing you virtually as well, because I saw you in person over the weekend for the first time. Oh, my goodness. A year. Quite a while. Yeah, it's been. It was just about a year, too, because we went to. um, I remember it also storming last time I came there during a soccer match, but I'm jumping ahead. Um, Yes. How are you tonight? I am. I am doing fantastic. And, you know, something that's that's doing really well uh, in the world of soccer. We are a soccer oh. podcast. Oh, they're going to say cryptocurrency. What's going really well right now? Um, no, it's well that that there's some soccer tie ins there, too. There is. Unfortunately, with the NWSL. Um, no, I'd like to get into the uh, wonderful, wonderful. Easy for me to say wonderful <laughs> world of soccer tribute statues. Now, oh no, I know that you're familiar with some of the greats that we have seen. Uh, mm-hmm. the most Sala, of course, the Luis Suarez, uh, the mm-hmm. most famous, of course, being the uh, the Ronaldo. Yeah, um, there was a new statue that was unveiled over the weekend. Did you oh, happen God. to see this? I did not. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, um, I'm going to type as you say it so I can search for it. So it joining the um, list of legendary <laughs> soccer uh, statues, uh, one of the goats, one of the kind of all-time greats, Diego Maradona, uh, who you know oh recently passed gosh. away, was had a statue unveiled. And if you haven't seen it, go ahead on out and, uh, and oh take Lord. a look at it. Uh, you can't, like, that's... Oh my lord! Is this this is a bust of him? It is a bust of Diego Maradona. Wait, like you're you're respecting the dead this way? Like was this a high schooler's like not even the best art te- or not even the best art kid in high school? Was this a high schooler that made this bust of Maradona, which also is a bust? Yeah, it is a bust. Um, it was apparently designed and created by local Spanish artist Rafael uh, Ferry, F-E-R-R-I. Um, I was going to send it away on a ferry with a Y. But yeah, I think them. I would too. Maybe it needs to fly away. And then um, drop it off the edge. It was unveiled at the uh, final, I guess, with the COTIF Cotif final. So Argentina's Ooh, uh, Argentina's under twenty side beat Valencia's academy team. Just a okay. just just an insane game that you you had to see. But right, oh man, I yeah. wanted to talk about how where in your opinion does that rank with uh, some of the aforementioned really <laughs> bad statues out there? I I really think that. Um... The one thing I'll give credit for is that the way that they weren't trying to make it completely lifelike, you could get away with the idea that it was just trying to be artistic. You know, it could, that that could be like, you could just be like, oh, this is just the style that they're trying to do. So this one, I think gets, um, I think this one gets a little bit of a pass just because some of those other ones, were so bad. Like I think the Mo Salah one or the Marv from Home Alone one. <clears throat> that 
That one's pretty bad, but I'm going to go with the Ronaldo one. Just Ronaldo because is. I think the Ronaldo one is the worst. Just he looks like like one of his eyes is bigger than the other. That's and his face is like sitting at like a 45 degree angle or something, but his head is perfectly upright but his like eyes nose and mouth are at like a 45 degree angle he looks like a uh, sloth from the goonies oh i can definitely <laughs> see that and also they made like his face is so small i feel like they made the face separate from the head yeah so they made the face too small and then when they put it on the head he was like rick you made the head way too darn big. You picked Costello size head. We didn't need a Costello size head. And then you put his facial features on it. Yeah, it doesn't um, look like he kind of off center too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. I, I wanted to read you a few of the a couple of the uh, comparisons that Maradona's uh, oh bust gosh. was compared to. I'm reading an article on ESPN here. Uh, online apparently it has been compared to Sly Stallone. And Bruce Lee. So, um, both of whom, you know, the Italian stallion and <clears throat> uh, an Eastern Asian <laughs> martial artist, not really hitting the mark with Maradona, who is <laughs> Argentinian, South American <laughs> um, heritage, birth, all that good stuff. Yeah, it. I can see that. I can see that. it almost looks like his eyes are closed or the life is completely sucked out of them yeah it reminds <clears throat> me of um uh, what's the famous the scream except his mouth is closed oh yeah i uh, no, i can i can see that no i think there's definitely some shape facial like things going on there no i i can see it. yeah that is unfortunate i hope that they redo it because they redid the ronaldo one right um, I hope they redo this one because this is like I <clears throat> I can appreciate what Maradona did for the sport. He's just, you know, way too further back of a generation than me. And I don't try to act like I know and that I saw everything. All I remember him for is the hand of God. Right. <clears throat> that's all I remember him for. Uh, and so that's not a good thing. So I I hope the family gets some sort of respite from this and they're able to go back yeah. and get a, a better one or I don't know it's not going to help if the artist comes out and says that that was what he was going for because again I could see it as an artsy fartsy statue maybe people were expecting it to be super lifelike and he's not trying to be and the artist is not trying to do it lifelike I could see that but yeah that's not that's not great I'm not going to put it in Sala and Ronaldo territory but I, I, I think it might it might crack the top 10. Yeah. Definitely crack the top 10. A little ironic, and correct me if my uh, soccer history is way off here. Hand of God occurred against the, uh, the English, right? Oh, I, I, I don't remember. I have to look that up. Yeah. Why, why? What are you reaching for here? Because, you know, the hand of God occurred against the English, on the same weekend that the women's team goes and wins a new trophy and this abomination was unveiled. Yeah. Was this the revenge weekend? Assuming that I'm not completely misremembering. It is England. Yeah, it is. England. Yeah, see? Wow. Boom. Revenge. Revenge for uh, the hand of God right there. 
It could be. Maybe this is a curse lifted, like the Boston Red Sox winning the World Series. Maybe this is a curse lifted or something. Oh man. Well, let's. Um, Speaking wow, of curses, yeah, I was gonna say let's try to lift another curse that gets us out of this purgatory where we have the podcast every week. Welcome, everybody, to Brian Me. We're a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. My voice is not doing great. So you're going to hear me kind of crack a little bit like I am just turning 13. So uh, when that happens, don't be alarmed. It's part of our show tonight. We're going to discuss my, my trip along with our pals Ryan and Brian and Bryant to meet Bryant in Charlotte for the Columbus crew match that was 16 minutes of soccer and hours of memories. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into the Euro final, final, final. Mr. Caves is going to walk us through everything he watched while we were slaloming through the mountains of West Virginia. And then we're going to talk about a big announcement today that was like, whoa. It was a huge announcement that came out two days after the uh, I'm not gonna give away the ending two days after euros were ended a big announcement was released for two months from now we'll get into that we're gonna go into a little bit about the premier league too we're gonna share our predictions for the year because you come to us for for that you come to us for our expertise for our knowledge rattling off stats and players and we're gonna get into um, some <clears throat> some xg predictions yeah expected goals unexpected goals we're gonna get into all of those statistics that you know and love and you really come to expect from mm. right and me the statistical geniuses we are the fan graphs uh for you baseball stat nerds of uh, uh crappy soccer podcasts yeah and when you listen to our fan graphs it's it makes you think of the real fan graphs and be like, man, they really suck compared to these guys. So we're going to get into that too. So that'll come later. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's it. By the way, r- reminder, we are not doing ask BAM questions every episode anymore. Now, if we get them, we'll use them, but we're not asking you for them every week any longer, just to give yourselves a break. So we do have some questions that people sent in. Don't worry if you were like, wait, where did the questions come in? I didn't even, you know, get to ask any. We weren't trying to get your questions every week, but Frank Barber, my God, dude needs to get a hobby because he sent us some great questions and we're going to um, fulfill all of his fantasies and just be lucky that we're only on audio for that one because some of his fantasies get pretty raunchy and they oh, include boy. me and Bryant and a lot of condiments. Okay, let's get into our show. <clears throat> We're going to jump right into the weekend that was the Ryan, Brian, Bryant, Bryant, and Thomas hangout weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. Bryant, why don't you walk them through what our schedule was for the weekend, what we were planning on doing when we got to Charlotte, and, um, and then I'll say what actually happened. So uh, the original plan was that uh, you guys were, were driving down from uh, from Columbus there. You were going to get a real early start, uh, get here. We were going to uh, go do some drinking. Oh, yeah. The tailgate. As, By as the way, we, we were... got there earlier than I expected. So we, we, we held our end of the bargain, at least. That is a, that's mm. such a dad thing to say. Like, we made such, <laughs> we made such great time. We made great time. 
<laughs> so we had planned, uh, you know, do a little drinking as we're uh, want to do when uh, when it comes time to watch some soccer. Um, we had planned to, you know, hang out with the Columbus Crew uh, supporters at the tailgate, venture over, do a little mingling with the uh, Charlotte uh, fan base as well, see who we could snag free beer and or food from. We wanted to be your wingman. We wanted yeah. to get you some friends. That was the plan. Um, then we were going to go watch. Uh, a hopefully competitive soccer game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enjoy that, um, you know, get some rest, get up the next morning and uh, go watch some, uh, some F1. I know you and you and Ryan, big F1 guys, you're trying to convert myself and uh, Brian. I don't think it's a tried. I don't think we're trying anymore. Yeah. Based on the fact that I sent you a couple <laughs> memes this morning already, uh, there's probably at least some general, and I think Brian's already watched like a whole season of uh, Drive to Survive. Um, I think he said I think, he was four episodes in, but that was at like 10 a.m. So he might have finished. He might be done with season two at this point. You've uh, you've definitely created some new fans uh, in the two of us. So that's, and then obviously after that, you guys were going to be driving right. back uh, right. to to lovely Ohio there. So that was the plan for the weekend. So Thomas, why don't you let folks know um kind of how it went down see the the good thing about that is that a lot of that is true a lot of that actually did come to fruition we got down there really early um we left here in columbus around 6 a.m or 5 30 i lied <clears throat> and then we got down to charlotte we said we'd get there by one o'clock we um uh under promised over delivered and we got there at around 12 30 12 45 and yeah, to, uh, to absolutely no one shocked, by the way, knowing you as long <laughs> as I have and knowing you really well, I know if you say um, you're going to be somewhere, um, <laughs> subtract at least 20 minutes and, and that's when um, we'll actually be there. Alyssa was like, Alyssa, I think at one point it got a little late and she was like scared to go get in the shower or something because she was like, I know he's going to show up way before one o'clock. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, no, that is true because the six o'clock news um, starts at six. It doesn't start after six. Then you have to get there early to be prepared to start it. So um, I do like to be on time to things. So shoot me. Ryan, um, years ago, this is this probably predates us even knowing each other. Um, <clears throat> he told me that I am notoriously early notoriously early because they're um, Ryan and his wife, Allie, who are friends with my wife and myself, they are notoriously not early or late. Well, we got to Charlotte early because nailed it. And when we got there, the skies were blue. It was a little hot out, but you know, it's July and you know, South of the Mason Dixon. So you get what you're going to get. And it said, okay, there's going to be storms later that day, but the, the radar looked pretty good, looked pretty clean. I didn't see any storms coming in, but I'm also a northerner, so I, I was hoodwinked. We went out, and we didn't really get – we went to one place. We, we took the train, Quad City DJ's tribute, come on, ride the train. And ride it. Woo-woo. Ride it. Woo-woo. Des Moines' finest, because that's exactly who you thought. Um, saying it people from des moines iowa and we got mm, to central market which is the name of the place right common market common i kept saying central common market which was really good although i had a drink out of a charlotte fc class 
And then we were waiting to get on the train. And we were joking, like the four of us were razzing each other a little bit. We were, I think we were playing a little word rhyming kind of stupid run on joke that was probably five minutes past funny, but we kept going because that's just what we do. It's been a while. Because <laughs> have you listened to this podcast? Ever? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We you over five minutes on this one, probably about an hour and a half too long on this podcast. Uh, we were joking. And then you look at us and you're like, I'm not feeling well. I'll be right. I'll, I'll be back. If I don't, if I don't catch the train, I'll catch up with you at the tailgate. And you were gone. Like it was, yeah, there was no buildup. We were talking, we were joking. Everything was fine. You were part of the five minutes too long joke. You got up and you were gone. Like Brian, like, can you explain not in graphic gory detail, but you're sitting there waiting for the train. Did it happen right when you were sitting there? Did you feel it coming up or what? Like what? Yeah, happened? it was like, it was like all of a sudden. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm again, I'll spare folks the graphic details. It was like, I got, I need to go to the bathroom and I need to go like yeah, now. It was we, a okay. gots to go situation. Um, so yeah, I went like running for a bathroom not a good time ended up calling, having to call my wife to come pick me up. Cause I was just miserable. Um, and I completely missed the tailgate. Um, I ended up you had in to go my, and lay down. Yeah. Yeah. I was like in my apartment going back and forth from my bed to the bathroom and, uh, uh not a, not a fun way to spend the afternoon, but, um, you know, took some meds and filled up on fluids and eventually did get to feeling better. And, was able to get up there to meet you guys at the tailgate, but yeah, you guys, uh, by when I got there, it was clear you guys had been having a pretty good time. Um, yeah, so uh, it, we had the same exact sandwich at Common Market, and someone's not gonna hit you that quick either. No. So, it must have been something, yeah, like breakfast or the night before that didn't like you that time. But, um, you tell us, hey, take two stops, get off at this street, you have less than a mile walk to get down to the stadium. And we take the train. So now it's just me, Ryan, and Brian. We've been in the car together. I picked up Ryan at 5.15 in the morning. And we got Brian at 5.30. We've been together now. This is, I want to say, around 2 o'clock. We've been together all day. and like, all right, well, back to three. Brian uh, Lepic, he, he said he was getting into town at a certain point. And we just never, we never saw him until like 30 minutes before you got there, Caves. So that was, and Brian, like you, you had a friend with you and you were having fun and that's, that's great. So it was just the three of us. We get off at the train stop. The second one over a mile, it is over a mile to the tailgate, Bryant telling us less than a mile, but also you were at a moment that was not, um, you weren't feeling great. So we don't hold that against you. I, I've shared this on the pod before. If you have a, a encyclopedia memory, uh, photographic memory, although this isn't a photograph. Uh, uh, what's uh, an auto, audiographic memory? We can go with that. Yeah, sure. If you have a really good memory, <clears throat> I hate, I hate the heat. I am a winter. Give me the fall. Give me hoodies and shorts. Give me a hoodie and shorts. That's perfect. We can wear a hoodie and still like wear, you know, short, uh, uh, shorts on not short shorts i was trying to think of the word short pants <laughs> short i don't wear pantaloons. i don't wear shorts pantaloons. my pantaloons yes so we're walking and i'm just like good lord brian i know why you wanted to go home you didn't want to walk 
all this way, but we got down to the tailgate and yeah, it was a good time. We definitely had um, some fun, but we also balanced it. We ate a lot of food. Every beer I had, I had a water afterwards or every two beers I'd have a water afterwards. We were, I wasn't, I never got like sick. I never felt, you know, drinking sick. And I would say, I don't know how much I had. I told myself I wasn't going to go crazy. And honestly, with the food and the water and stuff, I, I, I never really felt off the rails. You know, I never felt sure. like crazy. I was pretty smart about it. I think we balanced it well, but we were there from like two to God, you didn't get there till right before six o'clock. It was like, yeah, it was about five 30 <clears throat> or so. Yeah. When yeah. I, when I showed up, we get to the Mecklenburg massive, which is the local support crew supporters group. And they have a spot in the shade. They got all these trees. They have free Bojangles. Um, Karen, who is the Mecklenburg Massive uh, runner's mother, the organizer's mother, founder's mother, she made this bomb mac and cheese that had three different cheeses on it. it had the little little crumble on top because it's southern mac and cheese. You're not going to mm-hmm. do that creamy stuff. So you could grab a like a a brick of mac and cheese, and dude, we were we were living. We were living the good life. And then we started walk around and talking to Charlotte folks. And we started talking to the um, Charlotte FC fans, because by the way, they were very, very friendly. They would come over to our tailgate and they would talk. They brought over like stickers and stuff like that. And people were trading scarves. I was at the Mint City tent. Well, we talked to the, what are they? The QC Royals. QC Royals. We talked to them about their history their random bell that they own all the teams they've supported until Charlotte FC came around. Cause they've been around since 2015. So that was pretty cool hearing about them. Uh, we went to the mint city, which is the big, the, like the biggest supporters. They're group. the biggest one. Yeah. I think there's even like, is there a club element to them? Like, are they associated with the club at all? Or I don't think <clears> officially, but I think they're kind of unofficially. It's like of... the Nordic and the crew is the yeah, mint city. Kind, and Kind of. And then they've got like, They've got chapters like all over, like they're the biggest one. They've got chapters like all over the city. Like there's oh, a wow. there's a chapter for in different neighborhoods. And yeah, they've got mm. a whole so I'm sure the team is helping in those conversations Probably. a little bit, at least helping publicize. But um, we go up to there and somebody wants to trade my Queen Anne's Revenge scarf, my Quar scarf, because it was hashtag Quar on Toir um that weekend. And so I traded my scarf and they, in return, this was before the trade too. I think he was buttering me up and it definitely worked. They gave us wristbands to get free drinks. And we're like, sure. Like the Mecklenburg yeah. massive tailgate had hard drink. I did not have any hard liquor. Maybe that's why I felt good. Cause I didn't have any hard liquor that day. Um, but they had Modelo. Uh, I think Nordic gave them about 400 or $500, which they got Bojangles and they got, a whole huge ass ton of Modelo and it was uh, it was flowing like water <clears throat> they had bottles of water and ice it was just it was nice so I'm getting these drinks from the Mint City folks and they have these seltzers that are like 8% alcohol and I think when I started drinking those I was like okay I'm feeling pretty good this feels oh, yeah. this, this feels good so we went back there a couple times we got the most of our our, our bands but I saw like Mike Yeager was there. Great guy. Uh, Mike and his, and then his wife, Kelsey and their son crew were there. Yeah, I got to meet them for the first time too. I've met, I've met Mike like 
a bunch of times, but I'd never met his wife or his son. So that was a, that was pretty cool for me. He actually was walking up as I was arriving at the tailgate. Oh, nice. He yeah. was coming back. So I think they'd left to take a nap for a while. For sure. And uh, yeah, I got to meet Mike and his wife and, and his son. That was really cool. He was there with, uh, or no, excuse me. Um, yeah. So crew, that was his first away match. He's been to crew matches, but that was his first away trip, which is, which is fun. I saw, um, Amy, librarian Amy, if you're on Twitter, if you're on the Crewverse, I wrote a TIFO article where I interviewed her, and we've always kind of said, hey, whenever we've seen each other, but we were actually able to talk a little bit. Turns out that uh, they lived or they went to the Belden Village area, the Canton area, what what Um, they would frequent there. Um, So we talked to them. Uh, A lot of folks that I've only interacted with on Twitter was just able to have conversations and get to know people, and it was a really you know chill chill kind of vibe and then you get there <clears throat> brian gets there with his pal what's his friend's name again i forget uh ben 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 uh brian comes there with ben brian comes up and gives me this big old hug and he lifts me off the ground which um i weigh a bit more than him and i was a little afraid but he did it and i was excited to see him i haven't seen him since probably oh maybe the first crew match of the year yeah. yeah, at the tailgate. He had a tailgate the first crew match of the year, so that was cool. <clears throat> Got to meet his friend Ben, who's a proper Brit, who lives up in Michigan with uh, – yeah, I think he lives up in Michigan, right, with, with, with uh, Brian. He, he's, actually, he's actually a Carolinian. He's, he lives in Raleigh now. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah, he moved. That's what Brian was saying. Yeah, that's right. So it was really fun. Then we marched to the match. Blue skies, some clouds here and there. Looked like it was going to be a good match. We'd get in around 6.30. We get to the concourse <clears throat> and we're in a storm delay. Well, the, the good thing is Charlotte a few weeks ago had another storm because it's the south in the summer. Yeah, and, every um, um, you can you can pretty much as somebody who has lived thirty of their thirty four years um, in the, in the south, you can pretty much this time of year you can damn near set your watch to it, like that there's going to be a thunderstorm at some point in Florida. It was always like four o'clock or so. There was always going to be a thunderstorm here. It varies a little more, but yeah, you can usually depend on thunderstorms most days during the summer. So we're sitting there at six 36, 45 and we get in and they're like, okay, you can't go to your seats. You have to wait for the storm to pass. The match did not kick off. This is six 30. Now the match did not kick off until I think 10 Oh seven. Yeah. 10.06. So we're, we're out mm-hmm. there. It's, it's, we, lo- in the meantime, now our, uh, Bryant, uh, Lepic, the legend has, um, he's had a few. Um, he, uh, we've all been there, right? Yeah. We, we've all been there and he, we lose track of him in the process of getting into the stadium. Yeah. Um, that's where we are and we tell him, but also it's an NFL size stadium. So, yeah. I mean, this it's is not a- small, it's a big stadium. And at that point, there were still a ton. There were a ton of people there now. So yeah. uh, the four of us, myself and, and you and Ryan mm-hmm. and, and Brian, we we decide we're going to go up uh, one of the ramps. Like there's ramps leading up to the upper levels of the stadium. We walk up, we see like a kind of a group of crew fans uh, kind of hanging out. So we're like, all right, we'll go hang out by these folks. Um, and we thought, OK, we'll sit there for a little while. Um, we ended up sitting there for three hours. And the storms, uh, to their credit, the storms did roll in. Oh, and the they storm were, was, it was raging. 
it, it got like it got pretty rough and we had a um like i did a twitter spaces for a while just for the heck of it with massive report and ty fisher who writes uh for massive report and a few other places who has bad um, chicken takes i know right there were, we were ranking top chicken places and bojangles just diversity of menu is number one raising canes get that chicken finger crap out of here it's just chicken fingers folks just chicken finger anyway well um we're sitting there for a while i at one point fell asleep i was and not it wasn't like a, oh a, a drunken stupor and i pass out and stuff like we were standing there it was storming I, at that point i hadn't drank because i didn't buy anything in the stadium i hadn't drank any beer or anything since at that point it's been almost two and a half hours close yeah. to three hours at that point but my chest just starts like hurting and i have the hiccups so every time i hiccup it's like a stabbing almost in my chest, probably anxiety, probably just frustration. I was angry at the moment. And so I just went, I lay down, I cover my eye. I wasn't trying to go to sleep, but I cover my eyes. You come over and check on me. I'm like, I'm fine. Ryan comes over. He checks. I'm like, I'm fine. And I, I move my hand from my eyes and I see that Ryan is like sitting up against the back wall that we're uh, of that concourse and his eyes are closed. So I, I just cover my eyes again. And I, I just passed out. I don't know how long I slept. I know you and Brian stayed awake. It probably wasn't too long. It was <sighs> maybe maybe 20, 30 minutes at the yeah. most. Uh, Brian and I, yeah, we were talking to some other folks. Some uh, We were kind of <clears> talking <throat> with some crew fans and some uh, Charlotte FC fans that were standing around. I think all of us just kind of really, really was a lot of like commiserating, really just a lot of bitching and people. Did I snore? Com- no. Oh, I didn't know. Not that, that I noticed. I mean, Brian and I were standing <clears throat> opposite that oh, area true. from you because we we figured out too because it was hot like even if it started raining it was still pretty warm out there because um, in the south hum- when it rains the humidity doesn't break no it just gets fact, worse it gets worse because then it becomes even more of like a sauna devil um so but like we were able to kind of stick our heads out the side of the building and the rain hitting your face felt a little good so we were kind of mm. going back and forth doing that um and then yeah finally you know we go down we go down to the um because you're going to move the Q- uh, qc royals QC royals yeah had texted you guys Brian. woke me up and they're like hey do you want to come down and hang out yeah so you wake me up and we go down we go down there we, we get down there we can't find them and then all of a sudden we everybody is just going nuts like now one thing you have to remember too is like decent most of the people that were there have already left by now right i mean we saw a huge amount of crew fans a huge amount of charlotte fc fans leave the place i mean there were a ton of people that left finally all of a sudden we hear this huge cheer go up and everybody just starts pushing toward the atrium or the atrium Mm. like the Mm. entrance entrance, like onto the field um, from the concourse and we're like all right I guess we're playing soccer. So we, we get out there and, you know, me and you and, and Brian, we're like pushing through people. We walked basically all the way across the stadium to get to our seats. You're hearing Um, expansion fans chirping at crew fans. And my whole thing was hold my hand up to my ear. Like I can't hear, I can't hear expansion team. I can't hear expansion fans. I don't hear you. What? (laughs) And then you guys with the, uh, if you've won a cup, I don't like that chant. I don't like that chant because they've never even competed for a cup. If like, if you're going to do that chant and, and most of the chants they did were funny. And like the chant I, is I, if you've ever won a cup, clap your hands, clap, clap. Yeah. If you're and, happy and you know it, clap yeah, your hands. Yeah. They and, do that. 
and the uh, most of them were I thought were pretty good. There were some I hadn't heard in a while that I thought were that I was remember that I thought were pretty funny, pretty clever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that one I'm kind of like, yeah, you do that at Cincy, you do that at, you know, somebody like that who's maybe been in the league at least a couple years. Like, yeah, this is literally their first year in the league. Like they they haven't even had an opportunity mm, to. It's all in fun. We. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, but we've been there for a very long time at that point too yeah there was a little there was a little chirping going back and forth um so we we get to our seats we're we're hanging kind of talking with the crew fans the game we're sitting there really every second that ticks by where Mm -hmm. we haven't started the game at this point we're Mm -hmm. like for the love of god don't do the pre-intro like they warmed up for you have to warm up you don't want guys getting injured we totally get that but then after the 15 minutes of warm-up they do all the pomp and circumstance and stuff like we don't need a hype video we don't need the national anthem we don't need you to march out with the little kids just get on the field and start playing because throughout all this the 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 sky is flashing it's still lightning out it's not like it's cleared the area no you can still you can still see lightning so we get um you know we get about 15 minutes of uh you know not a ton going on there were a few opportunities but charlotte attacked pretty well columbus had um counter-attack options the crew were called off sides and the replay when i got online nowhere close to off sides and kucho was tackled as the last guy should have been a red card um anyway welcome to mls refereeing guys right and it won't Uh, matter because the match is (laughs) rescheduled but uh so we we get there there's a fun uh incident where uh, the you know the crew supporters they're all doing chants and they're doing on this and there's this guy off to the side that is just like running his mouth he's angry and, for no reason and at all. he is getting like you can just watch him get progressively and progressively more heated yeah over like like they weren't doing like super it wasn't like offensive stuff it wasn't like you know your mom's a hoe and you know you're, yeah. you know it was like come on we all cheer for the yellow soccer team whatever like it's harmless like the most offensive thing was probably the if you've won a cup clap your hands thing right which is which is stupid anyway because a mood point yeah my my response to that would always be we're in year one that doesn't make sense um Mm -hmm. so but he he starts just yelling and cursing and like standing up like um like like he's gonna walk over and start something with somebody and a few people in the Columbus section are kind of chirping back a little I bit. I probably egged him on. I think I did the whole thing. I can't hear you. What? What? And I, and yeah, uh, I was, eventually, I wasn't an adult. Eventually, the ush, like some of the ushers and people came over and basically moved him down because there, there was a huge sections of like no seats, like nobody sitting. Like they, they move him down. They like upgraded seats or whatever, move him down. And then, and then there's a, was it you're in timeout? Yeah, you're in timeout. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, so he got his own little chant there. I um, mean, he shut up after that, actually, too. He didn't, he didn't chirp back or anything after that. And even like a dude in front of us who was a Charlotte fan, and he kept turning back and like saying you suck, like, but in a joking way, even he was chanting you're in timeout. Yeah. I looked down and I saw him like, even other fans were like, dude, that guy's a jerk. He's not, he's not yeah. a Charlotte fan. That guy's a jerk. And we don't claim him. Um, so we get through about 15 minutes of soccer, 16. Yeah, we made mm-hmm. it to the 16th minute. And then all of a sudden match stops and they tell us, nope, sorry, 
<laughs> you got delay. It's not even postponed yet. Just delayed. Another delay. And I think you especially, I think we're just done at that point. Like, (laughs) no, I looked over right whenever they delayed it and I said, all right, let's go. And then it it took a minute. We went down to the area. Crew fans were talking. Somebody was like, oh, well, there's just a small little cell. I think after that. And that's when I looked over at Brian and we looked at each other like, no. And I was like, all right, are you ready? And he's like, yeah, let's go. And then I was like, I looked at everybody else. Hey, we're going to leave. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. So we, we start walking away and it's raining a little bit, but good Lord, that it, <laughs> the skies opened up. <laughs> we get up the street a little bit. We're going back to try and take the light rail back to my apartment. So that's yeah. where your car was parked. Um, and it is, it goes from rain and, and raining substantially, I would say. Right, like, right. It was it was big drops of rain, but I mean it was bearable. To um, it got to to a point the point where we stopped, where visibility was beginning to legitimately become a concern. Like I it was I, heavy I, drops of rain too, heavy. Couldn't see very well in front of you. We were soaked. We the four of us looked like we jumped into a swimming pool or something like in our, with our clothes on just completely soaked from head to toe. Um, I was still soaking wet when I went to bed, probably about an hour later, I was, my clothes were still soaking wet. Nothing had dried. And we duck into this like fancy restaurant place. That's like a block from the light rail. And we're like, all right, we're going to wait it out. Like the restaurant didn't have anybody really sitting on the patio. Like I think there was like one, one couple or something, sitting there as we walked and They told out. us to come sit there. Yeah, they like, told no us to come out. They're like, nobody's <laughs> coming out. And the, then the like employees were coming out and cleaning up and they didn't really seem to care that we were sitting out there either. Like, and so eventually we decide, all right, we're going to call an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the Uber, the Uber picks up these four just drowned looking dudes, like just soaked head to toe. Um, I don't think he spoke the best of English. Um, uh, he spoke Spanish, yeah, because he had his directions, directions in Spanish and Espanol, yeah. yeah. And we're we're all kind of frustrated and talking shit. And I think at one point, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he he definitely put his headphones in. Oh, he did to drown to drown himself. Uh, oh, I didn't see. We it was raining so bad. We even planned. Okay, who's getting up front? Who's getting to the back first? We're not gonna just piss around whenever they get there because it's raining out you know your assignments and that was me because i i was like i know what's gonna happen we're gonna get there who wants to sit up front who wants to sit up front just we're deciding now okay brian's like i'll sit up front brian lloyd's like i'll get in the back first i I was like okay i'll get in the middle ryan you follow me so when it's raining that heavy you're just like okay get in you know your order just do it um but yeah we got back and dude after that i didn't share this with you yet we were driving down to Waxhaw or something like that. Some I don't know. What the, is that the name of it? Yeah, Waxhaw. It's, <clears throat> it's probably about from downtown Charlotte. It's 30 minutes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's at least 30 minutes. It's a track. It's it's kind of like a nose up area, too. It's a very like hoity toity. It's a very nice area of Charlotte. And that's where Ryan's in-laws live. <clears throat> and we're driving and it's going to be 30 minutes. Now, at this point, it's past midnight. And I have been up since 430 in the morning. And I keep looking at like the Google Maps and I'm just in a piss poor mood. I am angry. Like, I'm just like, why is it taking this long? I need to get, I need to lay down. I need to get somewhere. Um, we get back to the house, which was really great. Like, 
I had my own room. Brian had his own. He had a couch. He wanted to sleep on a couch. So he had his own room. Ryan had his own room. This house has got one, two, three, four, uh, five bedrooms. <clears throat> and um, so we each had our own separate. I had my own bed. I had a ceiling fan, which is, I don't have a ceiling fan here. You need them in the South. Like ceiling fans oh, yeah. are required in the South. So it was, um, it was all right. And then the next day, we met up and I want to tell everybody before we get into this, Bryant, you don't see it on the podcast, but anytime like F1 has been mentioned, his eyes roll into the back of his head and you don't see it, but he gives a lot of flack towards F1. Well, we found out, I, I read an article, rewind a minute, F1, if you're not sure, it's it's racing. It's done in Europe and all around the world. Formula and Formula Un. There are 20 drivers and they drive all all around the world they have races it's mostly uh mm. eastern european uh yeah middle eastern dictatorships and <laughs> dictatorships. stuff like that <laughs> or monarchies quote unquote um and one of the teams is based out of north carolina so i looked up hey is there any do they do watch parties at the thing because the chances of an f1 team being <clears throat> where we were at is really slim to none because there are only 10 of them in the whole world and the United States is not known for its F1 prowess, but for Charlotte has one because a NASCAR team ended up starting an F1 team, Yeah, <clears throat> but they don't have any events. But in my searching, I found an, an article on the athletic about a Charlotte F1 meetup and they meet up and they've been meeting up for years to watch all these races where now it's starting to really hit its tipping point of popularity in the United States. I mean, I'm watching it. Ryan's watched it for 13 years. I'm just starting to watch it like, this season's my first one watching it live. And so, okay, we're going to go. And I didn't know what, I forgot what the place was. I'm the kind of person who, I know we just talked about me planning things out. Some stuff I don't plan out until like the day before. I'm like, okay, I know I want to do something, but I don't have the time or the mental uh, energy to get into this now. I'll worry about it. Future Thomas will worry about it. I eventually find the, I, we find the place that Saturday before sunday and it's a dog bar we're not a bar where dogs can go drink beer but it's a bar where humans can drink and the entire inside is all like cement on the ground all outside is mostly cement then there's dog toys and everything is locked there are gates everywhere and stuff it's all fenced in and pretty much people just go there they bring their dogs and they can drink during the day in charlotte it's a very um youthful hipstery gentrify community where everybody has dogs. <clears throat> Every, everybody has dogs. Everyone here has dogs. I'm like, like you I have feel... two cats. You're the only people that don't have dogs. <laughs> We're in all like the only cat people in Charlotte. I think you are. So we end up going to this dog bar. None of us have dogs, but Ryan, I mentioned he's been an F1 fan forever. He also loves dogs. So this watch party was his crack. Like this was his like drug being at this watch party, watching first Formula One race for you. Now, I didn't think you were going to come. I didn't think you were going to do it. Whenever I said we we're going to watch an F1 race, you were, uh, you really jumped in like, okay, I'll do it. Because you had been talking crap about it, oh, saying yeah. it was pretty hipstery for weeks leading up to it. And um, Brian had never watched an F1 race. And we already kind of mentioned this earlier on in the show, but you two were both pretty enamored with it what did you think about watching it it was uh it was a lot of fun um 
honestly, I was going more than anything for the company. Obviously, I don't get to see right. We don't get to see each other. Right. Don't get to see each other. So, like, I was like, well, I want to get and and I didn't, especially because I didn't get to hang out at the tailgate because I was not feeling well. So, like, as much time as I could get to like hang out with you guys, like that was what I wanted. So I was like. At worst case, you know, if, if, if I don't enjoy the race, I, I get to hang out with my friends and we'll, you know, we'll sit around and maybe I'll be an asshole and make smart ass comments about it or something like whatever. So then I get there and I decide, you know what, I'm going to have an open mind about this. I'm going to go in and even though I don't like it, I'm going to keep an open mind and I'm going to ask quite just because I'm, I'm a sports fan. Like right. I can watch something with some intelligence. Like I have a reference. I used to, when I was a kid, I watched a ton of NASCAR. Right. So I, like you know, a good I have, Southerner does hell. Yeah. Raise hell, praise Dale. Um, <laughs> got it in. And got uh, it. <laughs> so I was like, you know, okay, I have a somewhat of a frame of reference here. Like, um, so I, you know, I asked a lot of questions to, to you and to Ryan, especially. And um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Like, I will say I enjoyed it. Like I, I enjoyed, there was, first of all it's much faster than nascar from the standpoint of how long it takes right it's it's like it would be like comparing soccer to the nfl it's an hour yeah it's like it's an hour and 45 minutes it's you know yeah it's quick if you're gonna if you're gonna sit and watch a soccer match it's two two hours two and a half ish you're gonna watch a nascar or you watch an nfl game you better have four hours it's awful or yeah. college football, same thing. And kind of the same with NASCAR versus, you know, formula one, like NASCAR is a three to four hour ordeal formula one. Yeah. Tidy two hours, hour 45. You're, you're out of there with, <laughs> and there was pretty, like, it was interesting with the, there's, there's more strategy to it than NASCAR because of the, the short pits and when you pit and changing tires and doing all these little subtle tweaks. And yeah, obviously it's, it's not just left turns. Um, you, you actually, a lot of right you, turns, a lot of right, a lot turns. of right turns and <laughs> watching like the skill of the drivers and how guys would maneuver around each other. And um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. The bar was pretty cool too. Like it didn't hurt that there were like cute dogs all over the place that would like, come up to you wagging their tail and want you to pet them and, mm-hmm. and i'm getting to hang out with my friends and and so yeah it was it was cool i will say um definitely i'll check out drive to survive yeah on uh on that's Netflix. what'll get you that's, and that was a really good race by the way like that was probably the best one i've watched all year that was a good that was a really good race nobody really crashed out um, there was a lot of strategy. Some teams messed stuff up. Ferrari, and it was, it was a fun time. It was, it was a really good race for first time. People was, to watch. It was Hamilton <clears throat> making a mad dash to try and you know uh, win yeah. at the end, but couldn't, couldn't quite get there. And then, and then uh, I sent you guys a tweet today where someone compared it so much to like pro wrestling because of a the a the personalities like you've got all these big personalities and you've got your you know your baby faces and your heels really even like you know lewis hamilton is this like baby face like clean cut like he said 90s hulk hogan yeah he's like 80 you know late 80s early 90s hulk Hulk hogan and uh max verstappen is this like (sighs) arrogant like he's you know he's to go to that same era he's roddy piper right he's this like (laughs) arrogant asshole that you want to root against like you you get and you've got all these other guys with all these different personalities and different like it's very much um it's very colorful 
Yeah. Um, I would say. So yeah, it seemed to seem pretty cool. So we enjoyed that. And then I know you guys got back on the road. Yeah, we got on the road. Um, and then it kind of transitions right into talking about the Euros because you then met up with Bryant and you watched the year. Well, Brian and his friend, who's like we said, proper Brit. I'm, I'm sorry, Thomas. What is, what's that? I hear today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. What a horrible, that's such a British celebration. By now, song. You should have somehow realized what it. you got to do. I'm abstaining. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do. No. About you now. No. No. See that that is I such a British that's such a British celebration song. You're gonna be the one that saves me. And after mm. all, mm. you're my wonder mm. why. And he's a Man City fan. Gross. Yeah. Uh, get out here with that Gallagher but, garbage. But that is that's a that's an amazing song. But yeah, it was it was an incredible match. Like the drama in that match. And I'm sitting there, um, you know, as kind of previously mentioned, I, I meet up with uh, with Bryant and I meet up with his friend Ben. Uh, we're watching at Valhalla, which is the Liverpool bar uh, here in Charlotte. Because um, I figure I'm like, okay, they're probably going to have the match on. If not, there's like was it pretty two packed or three. There? Was that? Was it pretty packed? It was actually not at all. There was hardly anybody there. Um, as a matter of fact, when we got there, we were like the only, there was like one other group of guys that watched part of the match. And I think they left at halftime. And then there was like a couple families that came in and were watching the match, but yeah, it was, but we had fun Mm -hmm. and we had, they, they turned on the audio for us and, and, you know, they, we made it a whole thing, but the match is going on and, you know, you get through the first half and it's very like, it's very even like, England has England has some run. They got some opportunities. Germany had some opportunities. You come out in the second half, and Germany dominated probably the first 20 minutes of the second half. Yeah. I mean, it looked like and the the keeper for England, uh, Erps, just absolutely stood on her head. Mm. Like was stopping everything that came her way, made just some absolutely incredible saves. And then all of a sudden you get, um, oh my gosh, what was her name? Ella, Ella Toon. I was like, I know the last yeah, name's yeah, Toon. Yeah. Ella Toon breaks away and there's this beautiful just cross pitch pass. It's inch perfect on a perfect angle. She gets to it. The keeper come out, comes out and she shoots this just otherworldly chip right over the keeper. I mean, it's a, it goes right into the top corner. It's a thing of just absolute beauty and we go just completely nuts and this is an um, extra time right this so no this is in the oh, this six, is the first goal this is the 60 second minute oh yeah, right right, is, right so they go up one nil they go up one nil and then you kind of felt like after that though england like stayed aggressive like i was impressed by that because i i think you kind of expect it's england they've not won a tro- an international trophy since the 60s Right. Which is crazy to think about. Across men or women. Yeah, men or women. They had not won an international trophy since 66 when they won the World Cup. So I kind of figured, okay, they're going to go into uh, Mourinho ball. They're going to put 10 people behind the, you know, put 10 people back and sit back and absorb. 
no reason to go after it. Let's park the bus and let's try and ride this one out. And to their credit, they did not. Now, they didn't put in another goal, um, but they stayed aggressive, which I thought was really, right. really impressive. Like they had opportunities. Germany in the 79th minute, uh, Lena Magal puts, uh, puts one in to tie it. And I'm sitting there with Ben, who is English, and I could just see the anxiety. I could feel it radiating off of him, just this anxiety of like, he's panicking he went was he like a vocal sock is he a vocal like watcher of the match is he he no he was it was actually like he would make little comments here and there but i think that was even what made it made me feel like more anxious for him is he's just like watching like he would say things here and there but a lot of it was is just him like fixated yeah like absorbing it watching it and uh, you know bryant and i are kind of talking and we're we're commenting as things happen and then it goes it goes to extras it goes to extra time and even more so i can feel just the anxiety coming off of them and it you know you get the first half of extra time and it's it's pretty evenly matched not really neither team really had a ton of opportunities you gotta think penalties at this point you gotta think oh it's just it's i'm I'm at once it once we hit the middle of extra times i'm like and even the broadcasters started talking about it they were like you know you've got one sub left you know it's probably time to start thinking about like who are gonna go bring in bring in somebody that you would you're gonna want to take pks which makes sense i mean i would tend to probably tend to agree um and then Chloe Kelly, who is never going to have to buy another beer ever again, <clears throat> never again in, the, in her lifetime. Will she ever have to buy another, probably another beer, another meal, <laughs> anything for the rest of her life. She is like, she will be a legend in that country. Uh, scores a goal in the 110th minute. Just this ball that like ricocheted all over the place in front of goal. She's in the right right place at the right time to get that ricochet puts it in and it was i look i i was i was rooting for england i mean i you know i'm with a guy who's i'm with somebody that's english and you know you want to see those those stories of like all right in england you want to see england win in england yeah yeah. you want to see england win like they haven't won in so long germany's won multiple uh euros on the women's side you know you want to see england maybe finally especially the women like i was excited that it was the women that got to to break through as opposed to the men um and so yeah seeing and then just seeing the elation you get the the moment where chloe kelly like does the brandy chastain like takes her takes her kit off and goes running down the field in her you know in her sports bra and it was just we're going the three of us are just going nuts like we're we're in this bar we've you know i've had a few beers at that point i've i've had about three i think and the other two guys i don't even think really drank um what did ben do because ben was quiet the whole time what happened when that goal went in he he just it was this huge fist pump and this big (laughs) cheer and just um i think i started singing wonderwall oh my god um because i you know i was the one tweeting during the game from oh the brian me account started talking about wonderwall and and you know bonus bonus football and all this stuff and it was just and then you know then you get that nervy like final 10 
uh, 12 minutes, I think, because it was 10. I think there was two minutes of stoppage time of, all right, can England hold on to this? Are they going to yeah. blow? Is it going to be typical England, right, where they, they've they got it and then they blow it and they held on. You get to that last two minutes, the, the ref blows the whistle, and and you can just see they're at Wembley. So Sold out. Yeah, sold out Wembley. Seventy. I want to say seventy some odd thousand. It was like eighty some thousand. It was like eighty seven. And they are just. You see the. You see people crying. You see people just going absolutely. It was. It was such a cool just atmosphere to like to watch to watch that like something that they had that so many of those fans had probably wanted and to think about like. Uh, the kids that would have seen that like i i get a little emotional thinking about it now like yeah and seeing like um one of the broadcasters who is english they go back to the you know the studio and she's crying and like it's just it it was a really cool and then seeing the players seeing some of the the videos after the fact of the players like celebrating and the video that went around where they just invade the press conference yeah. at one point and are running around singing. And it's, it was one of those things where I didn't get to watch near as much of that, of the euros as I would have liked. Yeah. But that match was absolutely, I mean, that was incredible. Like it's one of the most entertaining matches I've ever seen. And the context and everything you like in Wembley, England makes it to the final. <clears throat> I mean, soccer is banned there for women and playing FA sanctioned football for 50 years. England hasn't won anything in almost 50 years. It's, um, yeah, that's crazy. Then to have that, just like that relief that comes, <clears throat> that just that relief that comes from winning has to be insane. I, and I can't imagine how loud it was. First oh, when the goal went in and then second when that, uh, when the final whistle goes. Like, I can't imagine how loud it was. And then they wrap up, and apparently this is a thing, but they have Sweet Caroline, which Sweet doesn't Caroline, make any, doesn't yeah, make I don't, any I don't sense. understand the connection. Neil Diamond's not, he's not English, British, yeah. Like, what's what's the deal? I mean, it's a great song, I guess. It's you know, I love it's just a British good, people doing weird stuff. I, I love a good, you know, so good, so good, so good, as much <clears throat> as the next guy, right. But, just but just what a like what a moment yeah like it's one of those things where you know you and i obviously we we have a podcast because we love sports like this is something that we love you you make some money off of it uh by writing you know i don't but um it's something i've loved my entire life so watching those things like that are why i love it yeah like it's those seeing those emotions seeing like you know the thrill of victory is yeah as they used to say right so yeah that was that was cool and getting to watch like obviously ben being english like watching his reaction to it and getting to see like he had never seen england hoist an international he wasn't alive he wasn't wasn't alive alive. when when they won the world when they when they won the world cup and a lot of people weren't none of those players were obviously no and so hell my parents were barely born my mom was two. Yeah, my dad would have been four. Yeah. So and I was in England too. Yeah. So like to get to watch something like that, I think was really cool. It was a really cool moment. Glad I really 
kind of topped off a weekend that had was kind of a roller coaster, kind of had some ups yeah. and some downs. So Sunday was a, was a solid day. Yeah. Sounds like for you. That's awesome, man. That's great. Um, yeah, bummer. I wasn't able to watch it just because we were on the road, which kind of sucks. Couldn't find like ESPN audio stream. I mean, we probably could have streamed the video, but listening to a video stream is not <clears throat> ideal because the announcers aren't. The the radio announcers is... are doing very different things right. than TV announcers. So Ryan was looking at updates. <clears throat> I was seeing texts on my watch as I was driving. I would look over real quick at the watch and then keep going. <clears throat> so, yeah, I kind of missed it. But if you rewind to before the Euros started, Felix asked us what our predictions were for the Euros. I picked England winning it. Mm. Now, the reason why it might have been because I wanted the England women to win something before the men do. That was a big part of it. But I also said I wouldn't be shocked if England, if if they bottle it at the last moment, because that's a very England thing to do. So I, I was kind of, I got both of my predictions kind of right. And then my main prediction of them winning of the bigger of the two, I Noster Thomas strikes again, man. He's a soothsayer. That's must must be what it is. Must be what it is. Um, So, now we are setting up for an absolute clash of titans this uh, Brian, i have to say like i'm not usually i don't usually care about international friendlies no if you you've heard us talk about the u.s men's national team especially i don't care about world cup qualifiers for that much i don't care about you know much of that stuff i watched a lot like i watched a concaf w i watched a lot of euro matches um, I watched, you know, some AFCON matches. I watched, you know, matches Copa America. All the women's confederations were competing this summer, and I watched a lot of it. Today, I was blindsided, and I think a lot of people were blindsided by what is probably up there for me as the most exciting match I can imagine, yeah. like outside of a world outside of a World Cup. This is the most exciting match you can imagine. Because on October 7th, United States goes to Wembley to face England two days after they win Euros, a week or so after United States wins their confederation. It's CONCACAF versus uh, UEFA. That mm. is oh, that is what uh, Jared would call a slobber knocker. That is, is going to be crazy. This is Ollie Frazier. This is, you know, oh my gosh. insert two like greats here. You know, this is, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like you got the women's national, the U.S. women's national team who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every great player on that team that you can think of. I know we've got one in particular we want to talk about mm-hmm. going up against just this team that's riding high that's broke the curse you can't ride higher than england right now no, you can't do it no, no there is no one no one had a better day on sunday than ella Toon and chloe kelly also like the euros was the best uh, and I, like i said i've watched all of these tournaments the euros was the most professional tournament was the the most production put into it the most like energy put into it Euros was like the the Concacaf was an embarrassment. Yeah. That tournament was an embarrassment. Nobody went to Mexico to watch the matches. Empty stadiums. Everybody makes the World Cup pretty much. You know, Canada and the United States are guaranteed pretty much to get it. This Euros was uh, fantastic. I will say in my own quick power rankings, <clears throat> the fans in Africa 
were probably the best. And I would say mm-hmm. Africa and South America, their fans were really loud throughout the whole thing. Um, there's just constant sound happening. But Euros, you know, European fans, they're 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 fervent, but it's in a different way than your South American or your African uh yeah. <clears throat> as your African fans. CONCACAF by competition sake except for that canada u.s match pretty much or the mex the mexico u.s match was fun i thought that was pretty close um concaf was the worst of the tournaments i would say but euros it 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 was huge and i think that carrying that momentum this match is only two months away yeah it's this is crazy I have not been, I'm like you, I don't normally get super excited for, I'm a, I'm very much a, a club over country person for sure. Um, I care way more about what, you know, Spurs do or, or some of these other clubs do than, than what the U S men's or women's national team does for that matter. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, I care more about the red stars or the Spurs or Charlotte FC or, you know, the crew or whomever way more than I do, whatever national teams each player may play for. Right. Um, but that all being said, I am super stoked for this match. That this is going to be one where I try and um, find a bar somewhere, right? Hopefully, a soccer, you know, a bar that note that shows soccer, where there'll be like a passionate group of soccer fans out. Uh, probably try and avoid anything with the American Outlaws because yikes, <sighs> yeah, and um, and just have a good time because that that's going to be a match that I think is going to be a lot of fun. For sure. Yeah, they haven't they played uh twice since 2019 since the World Cup where Listener made the save on the penalty kick and uh Alex Morgan which we'll get into in a second drank the tea um after <laughs> after that uh match winner and they played once in 2020 for the She Believes Cup United States 1-2-0 but um if you listen to any European or especially English soccer writers for the women's side like your Susie racks and your folks at the guardian and your folks at the athletic, um, the, the commentary, the narrative over the last few years is Europe's catching up. Europe's catching up. They like, just as American Alexi laws is going to be biased towards the United States, just as much as, you know, Meg Linehan is going to talk about the United States. A lot of the U S covering journalists are the same as the ones in England where they yeah. think their team is, really really good and they have a really strong chance to compete and and then winning the euros seems like the first time that i kind of like yeah this is going to be a really close matchup and if you didn't think that english media towards the lionesses was insufferable think about it now after winning the euros they're just totally like I have a feeling that even going into this match, a lot some are going to think that the United States is the underdog going up against them because English people don't want America to be good at soccer. They don't want America to be good at soccer. And on the men's side, you can say, you know, it's coming home and stuff on the men's side. And they said the same thing on the women's side, but women's soccer's home is the United States. <laughs> Look yeah. at the world cups. Look at these, te- these teams over the years. Count the women's rings. Soccer baby. is the United States. That's whenever we tweeted today, it's coming home. We had Alex jump in and say, oh, are you guys in England? Like, no. Women's soccer is home. It's the United States. And you have to go through them. you got to beat the man to be the man. To, to quote someone who uh, had his fifth last match uh, Rick Flair. this past weekend. Yeah, oh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. But I know there's another – there's, uh, there's an athlete – 
that's going to be participating in this game that that I know you had mentioned you wanted to kind of talk about. And that's uh, that's well, Frank asked Alex a question. Morgan. Frank asked a question. Now, Alex Morgan, yes, there was a little conversation that was had on Twitter today <clears throat> about Alex Morgan. Now, we, if you've listened to our show any number of times over the last year or two, um, we have anytime we've talked about Alex Morgan, it's usually that U.S. soccer uses her as their media marketing darling for reasons you can probably tell Mm. she is a a white cis woman who is also to most people pretty attractive right and she is used for pretty much uh, all the marketing if there's any u.s soccer player getting endorsement deals other players have endorsement deals but alex morgan is probably getting four or five times as many as anybody else on the team she's very um, quote unquote marketable, which you can read into that <laughs> everything we mean. And that is not anything shooting down Alex Morgan. Now, I don't know if we ever clarified this, but that's not shooting her down. That's not her fault. She is a great soccer player, especially internationally, domestically. This year she's been great, but NWSL has been rough, you know, for her career. But internationally, she's scored a lot of goals in a lot of big moments. We just talked about the 2019 World Cup. She scored against England and drank the tea after scoring that goal. So she's marketable for those bad quote unquote marketable reasons why people would market her so much, but also on the field in a U.S. kit, she has defended it. It's like she's played very well. She's won a lot with the United States. It's a team game, whatever. Today, I was just kind of flabbergasted when I was on the Brian me account because we had a, uh, I saw a buddy Frank talking with our pal soccer noob, and we have differences of opinions on things, and that's fine. That's a, I mean, I mean, even soccer noob like brought up a, a, some questions, and then he talked with Frank about some stuff. And we, I jumped in because I was <clears throat> feeling kind of defensive. Maybe I was excited about the matchup, but <clears throat> brought up a moment from Alex Morgan from five years ago in 2017 where she was, with teammates for the Orlando pride at the time. And apparently they were really drunk and they got kicked out of Disney world. <clears throat> apparently she went like she had gotten said some stuff to security or police. I think it might've been security and she got kicked out. <clears throat> and then afterwards she um, compared it to like police officers and, you know, black people being focused on by police officers. Now that is not great. <laughs> that no, is not no, a that, great thing to do. That's really <clears throat> bad, actually. That that's that's bad. That is bad. She's with her friends. They're drunk at this time. You know, she. I don't. I think she's married yet in 2017. Not married. Doesn't have kids. She's out there partying. Uh, we see athletes from all teams of all leagues, men and women. And they go out and party is, and they do stupid stuff. There and, is absolutely. If you're not hurting anyone, you're not harming anyone. Right. God forbid you're not getting behind the wheel of a car. Right. Um. Like, look, have have we all gotten drunk and done some stupid stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I threw up in my own sink. Um. I I may or may not have done the same thing at some point in my life. Um. <laughs> it, it's. I think it's. Yeah. When she doubles down and when she, you know, kind of starts saying she was uh, picked on and and she was comparing it to, you know, comparing it to the the systemic racism you know that that black folks and and non basically non-white folks in general um face when dealing with the police like yeah that's 
and I think like I'm sure someone talked to her about like I'm sure she someone, apologized to she apologized for it. and I think I think she knows better now like I'm I, I think that's that's an incident that's a bad incident that's a black mark and I think she's right learn I, th- I would hope she's learned from that and has she hasn't really had anything similar happen since well yeah what have you seen her like known for uh, uh, off the field uh, what you see her known for since then like she was crucial in starting the hara- anti-harassment policy yeah and the nwsl she was the one who had like started it she was pushing for she to start. Was, she <clears> was <throat> outspoken when she was a, when she was at tottenham pushing for you know tottenham's organization to do better by the women's uh, to do better by the women's team she has been somebody that yeah has been out front um on a lot of things involving like you said the sexual harassment and the mm-hmm. cover-ups and other things that have happened you know in the domestic league that she plays in and in that paul um, riley article that the athletic did yeah. like she was in it like she was defending them and she was going to the league and she's pushing for you know to punish these people who should be punished. And she's been a part of the equal pay effort, just like everybody else in the U S women's national team. She's one of like the leaders. Now I know Megan Rapino is the most outspoken. <clears throat> she is obviously the most political with what she does. And I think there's an element to where Alex Morgan and that marketing, she is often careful since, especially it's since the, that Disney world thing, she's a little the, more uh, careful with what Jordan, she says. The old school Jordan uh, Republicans wear sneakers too. Right. Yeah. The quote that's been mangled and reused and twisted over the years and stuff. I think anyway, but um, yeah, the, the problem I had was whenever there are conversations with her and like hope solo, how do you compare that's what Hope two, Solo has done over the years. Situations, That's yeah. what triggered me. Like you can be upset at something a player did five years ago and you can get upset about that. And there's been no inkling of that since then. There's been no proof yeah. of that since then. There's been no repeat behavior. Hope Solo just got in trouble for driving drunk with kids in the car. Yeah. She got in trouble for what was it like beating up her boyfriend or husband or something like that. And she was drunk too. Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens, right. Played for the, wasn't that the guy that played for the Seahawks? I think so. Yeah. But she, like she had gotten in trouble for a lot of times for drinking the domestic violence thing, the driving with kids in the car. Like whenever you start reaching like that, whenever you start reaching to something at that level, that's what got me upset. That's what annoyed me about it because it's so different. It's vastly different. Yeah. And the part about comparing to police, that is awful. <clears throat> that oh, is awful. Horrible. But I've ne- I've not seen anything. When people apologize, you see half-ass apologies and people don't change. Like what's what's changed is I've never heard a bad thing about her since. Either I, from from her or from other people. Right. Like right. Like, like no insider info has come out. She there are certain players you feel like aren't very popular with other players. Yeah, she doesn't seem like that's one of them. No, I have gotten that sense from from anything I've ever seen, and that stuff tends to come out. Like, yes, these are closed teams, and but that stuff tends to leak out. Like, you know, teams don't like a certain player. Yeah, teams disagree with certain players. Teams have issues with with certain people. Like those things tend to come out eventually. And yeah, there's been unless we've missed something, there's really been so. Yeah, I mean, she had she had a moment and she had a bad moment, and I'm sure 
and hopefully she learned from that and seems like she has because I think she gave a, a genuine apology and uh, has moved on from that. It's just, yeah, I now this is not something everybody's talking about. Like, you're not going to be yeah. able to go on Twitter and see all these things. It's just something that happened in our BAM world. And that's just what our podcast is. It's what we want to talk about. If you don't start your own podcast, if you don't like it. This is, um, this is our podcast and we talk about whatever the hell we want. Hell yes. Hell yes. So the Morgan thing, I and again, I'm not like there were some randos in there who were maybe adding fuel to the fire. But I, I love and appreciate the things that soccer Newman, even Frank brings uh, to the conversation every so often. But um, and I mean, Frank, too, was also asking genuine questions yeah. about that. And I, I also there's an element of having to act a certain way. There's an element of an athlete having to be a certain way. And I think with the women's game, especially now the men's, you still hear this, but you hear it a lot less. I feel like over the years about being a role model, about having people look up to you. Like if a player goes to Disney world and gets drunk, it's none of your damn business. Like now the other stuff, like getting going after a police officer will, or a security person. We don't know what happened. We don't know what was going on there. Um, but the thing afterwards with the comparison, we, we acknowledge that it's horrible. And it's not even our thing to acknowledge. It's not our life. But if Alex Morgan and her teammates want to go out and drink, I mean, who cares? She's an adult. She can do whatever the hell she yeah. wants. It's not hurting other people. She's not doing anything to put other people's lives in danger like hope solo or something like that. And there's just seems like, Oh, well, they, they have all the, all the, the daughters, the daughters look up to them. I have daughters like stop, like quit making them have to have the extra pressure. You're getting paid less. You're, you know, people aren't paying attention as much to your sport as other sports are. And you want equal coverage, but also you have to act perfect. So the England players act better. So I'm going to root for the England team. That's, to to steal a line from uh from chris to steal something from chris rock um she's not pastor morgan she's not your holiness right alex morgan <clears throat> she's not you know president uh even a alex morgan. smoke is not going to come out of the chimney when she retires from soccer for whatever that's worth as president but um she's not some she's not a saint like no. nor does she have to be and yeah, there's, you know, there's the, and I'm not a parent, so I'm not having these conversations, but there's also something too, like kids understanding that people are human, people make mistakes, like your role models that you idolize are, are people too, who do make mistakes, who, and having those conversations with your kids to realize like, hey, nobody's perfect. Like even this person that you think is perfect yeah. um, has been through these things and they've learned from them and they've grown from them. And, and here they are um, coming out the other side. Like that is, I think, just as important um, from a role model perspective. Which, no, I'm not encouraging people to go out and do stupid shit, but right. like it's important that kids I think to an extent see that too and see that people can learn from their mistakes and see that people can grow and, and can recover and, and, you know, go on to live their lives. And like, at the same time, it's not her responsibility to be a role model for anybody. No, it's no athlete's responsibility to be a role model. No, if their goal is to be a role model, then that's on them and they'll get extra scrutiny for that kind of stuff. But they're it's, 
it's an unnecessary thing to put on any person, like right. especially how much spotlight Alex Morgan is in for that marketability and all that. Like, why does she have to be, like you said, <clears throat> why does she have to be the saint? Why does she have to be perfect? But you know, if you and I, yeah. if you or I go get drunk and make an ass out of ourselves somewhere, nobody cares. People will be like, yeah, that's part of that. That seems right. I can you know. see that for them. <clears throat> yeah. Although I don't do that with my kids. I don't, I don't, I don't drink at home. So, you know, but that's my decision. That's my personal thing. Yeah. And I also do stuff that's stupid and I probably don't want my kids to see, but <clears throat> that's what you got to do. Well, speaking of things you don't want your kids to see, uh, let's move on to uh, the premier league. So Thomas, you and, I are, you and I are both uh, big, big soccer fans, big fans of, we're both fans of, of teams in the premier league. And we're, yes, I know super excited to, to get to watch some, some premier league action uh, coming up. So the, the season kicks off this weekend uh, over there in England. We'll have soccer within the next few days, actually. Cause I think the first games are, is there a game on Friday? I think so. Yeah, it never yeah, stops. I feel like there's a game like I feel like usually the weekend, the first, they'll have a game on like Thursday or Friday, kind of like the NFL does, where right. they have like that first Thursday night game or whatever. So we've got we will be watching football, important football that counts this weekend in the mm-hmm. Prem. So we thought we'd uh, take a few minutes. Let's throw out some uh, Premier League predictions, shall mm-hmm. we? So let's do it. Uh, we're each going to choose um, our top four. We're going to choose uh, the three teams that we believe will be relegated this season. Uh, we're going to pick the first coach sacked, which is a good word. I prefer sacked to fire. Sacked is. Yeah, it's a solid. Uh, it's a proper British word right there. And then uh, we're going to choose our golden boot winner as well. Right. So <clears throat> um, shall we start with top four? Shall we start, start with relegation? Um, let's do top four last. Let's talk okay. about, uh, let's talk about relegation. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll get us started. I think this year, <clears throat> three teams that'll probably end up getting relegated. I'm going to go with Leeds United. I know they're turning mm-hmm. into like a little mini U S men's national team. Um but I'm also I'm going to combine two things here. Leeds United is going to get relegated. I also think Jesse Marsh is going to get fired Ooh. first <clears throat> because okay. I think that U.S. managers have a much shorter leash, yeah, in England because there's always questioning. Oh, is he able to handle it? Should we hire someone who calls it? Bob Bradley got in trouble for calling it soccer. And he got fired at Swansea after like two weeks. So I was going to say Bob Bradley lasted like a month at Swansea. So Jesse Marsh is my pick for first firing um, with Frank Lampard as my second pick. I think that's the betting. I would say that's probably the betting favorite among the betters. Yeah. Is um, Frank Lampard is my uh, one. Although I don't think Everton get relegated. I actually don't think they get relegated. I, I do think that Leeds United gets there. I'm not going to put – well, looking at the new teams this year, who do we got? We got uh, Norwich, Norwich. We have uh, no, Norwich, Bournemouth. Norwich, Dor- not Norwich. Norwich. I mean um, Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Forest. It started with an N and I was close enough. Uh, Bournemouth is another one. And then who's the third? Uh, oh, Fulham. Fulham. Fulham came back, yeah. It's going to be Leeds and Fulham are going to be two teams that get relegated. I'm going to put Southampton mm. as another team that goes down, but I will put um, Nottingham Forest at number um, 17. 
<laughs> I'll put that at number seventeen. <clears throat> Homer is gonna Homer is gonna love to hear you say that when they're uh, hoisting the. I think he's gonna remind you of that when they're hoisting oh the Premier God. League trophy. If he's saying top four. I he's. I know he's just doing it to get a rise, and he's just feeling excited about the season. But um, he needs to take a page out of Brian Lenoy's more realistic um, uh, supporterdom. <laughs> enjoy doing well in the championship. Right, just enjoy and be happy that the the numbers on the championship kits are better than the ones on the Premier League kits, which is what Brian has said in the past. That's he's not wrong. Um, so there's my firing and my three uh, relegations. What you got, Brian? So the the dark side, I guess, of our of our Premier League uh, predictions here. Um, I did have, excuse me, one team in common with you. I also because I I did fill out one of these uh, for the aforementioned Mint City Collective. Um, as part of just a little game that they like to do, um, and I took Southampton, uh, kind of like you did. I think this is the year the Saints have been kind of. Um, so this is the year they want the Saints go marching out. Oh, well done. Thanks. Um, they have, uh, they've kind of flirted with it. They've been up in the prem for quite a while now. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, this is the year when they go down. Um, I took, uh, Everton. I'm going to go ahead really? and, and do the hot take. I'm going to, they, they're they the are... only team that has been in the top flight for like the whole time. They've been in the top flight, the they... longest of any other club. They were close last season. Oh, They've been close. abysmal in the preseason. I mean, just terrible. They lost to 4 0 to Minnesota United. They lost Richarlison, too. Yeah, Richarlison. So you're not going to dribble past Van Dyke once this season. So, like, and I don't think they've really added anybody that anybody cares about mm-hmm. as far as in the transfer market either. So, it's just it's a bad it's a bad combination there and i think they get fired and then i'm going to go with the chalk of of course frank lampard being the first uh first manager sacked on the season um the other team i went with was bournemouth i just the cherries though i do love saying the cherries that's a lot of fun yeah um i'm i'm rooting for them to stay up just so i can watch the cherries but i uh i just i don't think they're they're the team. So, and I think Fulham, Fulham will spend money. And I think Nottingham Forest has shown they've been pretty aggressive in the transfer market. They've signed some players. Um, so I think, uh, I think Nottingham Forest will be able to stay up. I, yeah, I think it's, it's Everton, Southampton and Bournemouth that are going to be the, the clubs going down. Now we'll, um, since you went first on the relegation, I'll go ahead and go first on the top four. Or let's do golden um, boot, then we'll do top four. Okay, we'll go golden boot. So do your golden boot, then do your top four. Um, I am gonna say, wow, this is a tough one. I know you're gonna say, just say no. It. It's it's. I'm actually not gonna pick a Tottenham player because I think what I think I, I think adding Richarlison like is gonna poach poach a few goals. Like I think yeah. some assist numbers will go up for both players, but I think like they've got a few more targets now. Um. You know what? I'm going to go against my better judgment here. I'm going to say uh, Gabriel Jesus at Arsenal. They really don't have oh, much wow. else. I wow. think Jesus is a he's a good, he's a very good player. Like was always a very good player at Man City. Um, just to, and I think <clears> maybe <throat> just to pick somebody that's not the obvious, you know, Kane, Son, Salah, yeah, uh, somebody like that. Um, as far as top four goes, um, I've got uh, Chelsea to finish fourth. I've got Spurs to finish third. 
I think mm. the the moves they've made in the print, and I think Conte with another uh, full priest, full off season now to get those guys into shape. He's got Kane puking, running suicides. He's he's running so running him so hard. Um, I've got Liverpool in second, and I'm going chalk with City winning the league. I'm not happy about it, but whatever. I just can't talk myself into pulling the trigger. All right, I have my a feeling yours yours going to be slightly different. Maybe a little bit. I'm going to go with um, for my golden boot. Last year, Salah was in a contract year. He got his contract. <clears throat> he has his new contract. So I think with Sadio Mane also leaving, that's going to change the dynamic a little bit. I still think Salah will be up there in terms of assists. I think he'll be one of the highest, if not the sure. most assists in the league. <clears throat> so I'll give that to Mosif for this year for top assist. I know that's not one of the awards we're giving, but um, like I, like we said, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. I'm going to put someone else on Liverpool. I think is going to win the golden boot. I'm going to pick Darwin Nunez mm, okay. as my winner for golden boot last year at Benfica. He scored 26 goals and had four goals. assists in Portugal. Now it is in Portugal. Yeah. But big, also big difference. You're playing for a very strong offense in yep. Liverpool. A very, very strong offense. He had four goals in one preseason match this year. He's 23 years old. I, I think having that attack up front, I think having Mo out there who grabs attention. You have Luis yep. Diaz on the other side. You have Jota who can play too late. And Firmino also. I I think yep. Nunez will come out and surprise folks this year. And um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I think he'll be up there for top goals this season. Now let's go into my top four. Um, just like my in England pick for Euros, this is what's going to happen in the top four. Number four, Tottenham Hotspur. I think Tottenham Hotspur get fourth. I think with Richarlison, Kane, and Son up front, I, I, two out of the three guys are very, you know, I want to score. I want to be the man. And I don't know how well Kane and Richarlison will work for an entire 38-match season. <clears throat> that's just my opinion. I just think sure. that that's going to be okay. tough. Conte is a tough manager. It might not you know, it might not be an easy transition bringing in somebody as um, we've seen, all seen the pictures from Richarlison at Brazil training. Um, <clears throat> he can stir the pot, and I don't Kane. think Kane wants his pot stirred by um, Richarlison, especially since Kane was trying to actively leave the team last season so i'll say that he <clears> is <throat> negotiating a new contract now for what that's worth yeah well you'll see but it took mo an entire season to finally sign it in the off season um we'll see we'll see third place i am gonna put i can't say chelsea anymore so i'm gonna say chelsea uh, i'm gonna say uh, chelsea you're gonna be up there american owned chelsea fc foosball club they're gonna be in third place I think they just made really good improvements this year, this sure. offseason. I wouldn't also be shocked to see Man United somewhere in the top four. Raheem <clears> Sterling, <throat> by the way, at 30 million. I know you hate Raheem Sterling. It's going to be, yeah. That's a steal. That feels that's not bad. That feels really low for a, a player of that caliber. Yes, he's not, you know, he's not as young as he was. He's still a damn good player in the Premier League to, to get for that kind of money. I don't even think he's that old either. I, I I just think that he's been playing for Man City for so long. He's like LeBron. 
since he started at 18 like he's only 27 is he really he's, yeah he's gonna turn 28 this season but i i really think that leaving man man city is such a different environment yeah and you're stepping into a, a tuchel led team uh, it's not pep guardiola there <clears throat> we'll see how he deals with also it might motivate him the fact that man city didn't keep him yeah. It, might, it might motivate him because he, you know, he had issues at Liverpool. He was a little difficult to get his way and he went off to Man City. So um, I, I think Chelsea are third, though, with that. <clears throat> second place. My second place pick is Man City. Manchester City. Here's my reason you, le- you lose uh, Jesus, you lose Raheem Sterling. I know you bring in Holland and everybody wants to do everything for him. Everyone wants to clean his feet. Everybody wants to, you know, wipe his hiney with a nice wet he's, wipe. Everyone he, wants to make he, him nice. He's, he's a out nice shopping, he's the, Thomas. He's a target. Nah, we're out. Yeah. He's the, he's the great white hope, right? We want to be, get a big, you know, big uh, Nordic, <laughs> a, a big Nordics, the blonde goal scorer, blonde haired, blue eyed. And I'm sure he's going to score goals, but the premier league is not the Bundesliga. It is not. I think losing Sterling, I think losing Jesus, I think that's tough. They've lost some other guys. Uh, who's the Ukrainian dude? Uh, uh, Zinchenko. Zinchenko. Then went to Arsenal, Zinchenko yeah. left. He went to Arsenal too. I know Zinchenko wasn't a big part of it, but Kevin De Bruyne has not shown that he is going to play 38 matches. <clears throat> he gets when injured he, every season. When he plays, he's one of the best players at his position in the when world. When he doesn't play... Man City lose to teams like Southampton. They lose yeah. to teams. They get lose, surprised by teams. Lose, lose twice to <clears throat> Tottenham. Right. So I I think it's going to take time for Man City to adjust. And number one, Liverpool. I think Liverpool won the league. It was close last season. Liverpool was down a lot in January, and they made it sure. a real – they made it a competition until the final weeks of the season. And this is not a team that's far removed from being the record breakers – not breakers, but they – no, yeah, they were one of the quickest to get to the title, and they broke some records in that 2019-2020 uh, season. And you do lose Sadio Mane, which sucks. But you've also brought in Nunez, who is, like I said, 23 years old. He's got a lot of fire. He's going to one of the best teams, if not – you know, they're top five teams in the world. Sure. And Absolutely. now he has this stage, and it doesn't look like he's going to be – nervous playing at the stage i mean he had the game he had the third goal in the community shield he seems very comfortable in in liverpool red and they already beat him once in the community shield this year which is the first time they they played three times in my lifetime as a fan of liverpool which is like eight nine years at this point finally beat him in the community shield i think it i think that might be a sign of this season where it's going to be close but i think liverpool are going to come out on top <clears throat> that's not an unreasonable pick i mean i i, I wouldn't i'm not saying i have I logic behind it i'm not just doing yeah it you're, I'm you're not just being a, you're not just being a blind a blind homer no i mean i went back and forth i mean i just i went with the chalk because i'm boring um but it would be shock bet. yeah it's it wouldn't shock bet. me in the least if if uh liverpool won the league like that wouldn't shock me in the like i could be pretty easily because i think holland is going to struggle to adapt to the uh, Premier League for a while because the Premier League, like you said, it ain't the Bundesliga. They're a little more physical. Yeah, uh, defenders are than than the Bundesliga are. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no. So I, yeah, it's gonna be a fun season. Like I'm, I'm legitimately 
super excited to see because I think there's some interesting storylines. There's going to be some interesting teams. You know, somebody's going to surprise. Mm-hmm. They always do. There's always that team that, you know, that people don't think are going to be any good that are good or right. a team that everybody thinks is going to be pretty good that's bad. So what's um, the World Cup going to do? Yeah. What's the, How's the World Cup going to, like, make yeah. – Like, I think that January transfer window – could be crazy because usually in the world cup, whoever stands out and if they're right. not in the, like the premier league or something, they they're target in that January window. So I, or does like who gets hurt? Does yeah. De Bruyne get hurt? Does, you know, well, most Salah's is not going to be there. I mean, thankfully does Virgil van Dyke get hurt? You know, Kane, Kane on mm-hmm. Kane gets hurt every year. It seems right. like is, does Kane get hurt? Like what you have a lot of um, yeah. this world cup is probably going to mess a lot of stuff up. It's not going to be your normal season. Um, but also, we are doing a head-to-head league in yeah. Premier League Fantasy. So if you want to join, DM us on Twitter. Slide into our DMs. We're not sending a public link out there. If you want to join, come join us. I think right now, let me pull it up. We have a good amount of folks. Did you start your team yet? Uh, yeah, I already had a team, so I, <clears throat> I believe I'm in there. I who's, who's on your team? Um, I have mine up, so I'll show you who's on my team. But so far, we have... A good amount of people. We one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have eight people in the in the league so far. It's gonna be head to head because I I guess I was being difficult and I didn't want to do the whole like uh, the regular thing where it's just you versus yourself every week. I thought it'd be cool to have a little head to head challenge. I've never done it before. Yeah. Um, so let's see how we mess it up. My team has Mendy as goalkeeper. I've got Trent Alexander Arnold. I have Cancelo. Okay. Trippier and Aspilaqueta on defense. Ooh, one of my favorite last <laughs> names in the league. Aspilaqueta. Aspilaqueta. I have uh, Mo Salah and Luis Diaz in my midfield because they're considered midfields. I don't care what you say. Uh, Coutinho. I have Philip Coutinho, first full season back with Stevie with, G. With Villa, yeah. <clears throat> Going to get fined with all that list of fines that Stevie G has for all of his players. Uh, uh, Jordan Ayew. I have Crystal Palace. And then up front, I got a little cheap up front. I wasn't like I, I spent a lot of my money on Mo Salah and Trent Alexander Arnold. Let's be clear. I picked um E from Nottingham Forest, former okay. Union Berlin striker, who I'm really high on. Um, I think he's gonna be fun to watch. And then I picked um Gabriel Jesus because um, I need a little Jesus in my team. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Um right. <laughs> my uh my keeper is uh not Casper Schmeichel, good lord. Yeah, Casper <laughs> Schmeichel. Yeah, no, it Peter is. Schme- Peter Schmeichel's the dad. Yeah, uh, Peter Schmeichel, Schmeichel from uh, Leicester City. Schmeichel. Uh, got Homer's favorite player, Matty Cash. I saw Matty Cash, and for that reason, I didn't pick Matty Cash. Uh, well, got a little Tyrone Mings action. Mm, okay. Uh, little Reese James. Oh, okay. Um, Pontus Jansen, who I wasn't familiar with. Janssen. Janssen probably we'll see uh my midfield is i think where i'm strong i've got a son who again kind of like sala he's a midfielder somehow well <laughs> wingers are technically kind of like midfielders yeah. yeah um i'm hoping the aforementioned kevin de bruyne stays healthy uh i've got fabinho i went with a little Ooh. liverpool action there okay and uh declan rice from uh wet spam <laughs> And then my uh, my front line is Sir Harold Kane of Tottenham, 
and uh one of my favorite random players just because he's kind of useless but i think he's fun chris wood from <laughs> from newcastle wow. uh, formerly of, of burnley <clears throat> fame um, i do have a tottenham player on my team i have fraser forrester as my backup goalkeeper he was cheap uh, my favorite name on the team outside of jesus is um a defender from i think this is uh that's brentford hickey heck yeah I have Hickey uh, on my bench and Marcus Rashford because he's a good human and Antonio from Wetham. Uh, I, have, West, I have Antonio as well. Yeah. That's the only um, over, that's the only cross, like that's the only name we both have. John McGinn. <clears throat> well, John McGinn action on my bench from, uh, okay. from Villa. Okay. Um, another one of my favorite uh, player, player names uh, from Brighton, Hove and Albion. All three. Uh, defender Lewis Dunk. Oh yeah. I have a Hickey of Dunk. Okay. And uh, my backup keeper is Hugo uh, Lloris. So, uh, right. Well, yeah, that's um. If you want to join DMS, I'll send you the link to sign up. We have eight teams already, so let us know, and we're uh, definitely down for that. So, on that note, guys, we appreciate you taking the time to uh, to listen to the pod this week. We appreciate you interacting with us on social media. Yeah, uh, we're at Brian Me on both Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, I am at pickle chip on Instagram, replace the eyes with ones. I'm at pickle chips with two S's on Twitter, replace the eyes with ones. Uh, Thomas is at one Thomas Costello on both platforms. You can read all the fantastic things that he's writing for massive report for land grand Holy land. He's covering the WPSL mm-hmm. doing all kind of, all kind of great writing. Did I miss anything? Uh, WPSL, their season is over, so it doesn't sound like I'll be doing anything in the off season. So okay. I've got um, Ohio Sports uh, Commission, the right? crew. Oh yeah, the Ohio Sports. Yeah, I have a couple articles I'm doing for the Ohio Sports Commission also this month. Um, maybe this month and the next month. Um, that should be fun. But um, yeah, massive report. Season's going strong. Um, that's kind of my sole focus now. I do have um some exciting stuff with Ohio State coming up this year with basketball. Going to kind of expand my coverage a little bit but yeah it's um it um good times i'm i I think the worst time of the year is when i'm trying to do wpsl massive report and still write ohio state stuff during the summer and i'm just like now the wpsl is over i'm kind of glad i'm not writing this off season because i was writing so much it was like it was like a day it felt like two or three articles were going out every day about something i've written and it just, I'm finally feeling a little like I can take a deep breath and I can relax yeah. a little bit. So that's nice. Um, also, so this was episode 99. Yeah. Next week, we are going to be recording episode 100, the 100th yes. episode of the, in the official uh, Bryant and Me timeline, not counting any of the spinoffs or special episodes or multiverse uh, episodes, twi- yeah. Twitch streams or oh, anything that was like awkward. that. So uh, we are going to be doing something fun. We're going to want you to record. We're going to get this set up where you guys can record voicemail messages, yeah. just telling us, you know, wishing us well, telling us your favorite Bryant and Me moments, anything like that that you want to say to us. We're insult gonna pl- us. Insult us. That's fun too. We're going to play them live on the episode and react to them in real time. <clears throat> so the only thing I ask is please keep them relatively clean. Like you can curse or, or do whatever, but don't be like racist, homophobic, sexually explicit. Yeah. 
anything like that. More to come on that. We'll, we'll get the details out there on how you guys can get involved. We'll really appreciate it. If you do send us some kind words or some not so kind words, either way, it'll be a lot of fun. Mm, yeah. Um, also, please make sure that you are telling your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, random strangers that you meet, pretty much anybody uh, about the podcast. Share it on all social media platforms. Leave us a five-star review on both uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you're listening to the podcast. We mm-hmm. always really appreciate that as well. Please take care of yourselves. Please take care of your mental health. If you are uh, struggling, please reach out, talk to somebody we do this every time, but please reach out, talk to somebody. <clears throat> if it's if you have access, please talk to someone that's a professional. If not, please talk to somebody that you know and trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, a partner, a friend, uh, a religious figure. If if that's your if that's your cup of tea, whatever the case may be, please take care of your your mental health as well as your physical health. We love every single one of you. We hope you have a great mm-hmm. week. Adios, bye, bye con Dios. Cheers. After all, you're our wonder wall. No. No more. Go USA. Whoever wins that, whoever wins that friendly in October gets the other team's Confederation Cup. And the other team's healthcare system. Right. Well, I hope USA loses at that point. <laughs> oh, if we win, we get their healthcare system. Yes. And if they lose, they get our healthcare system. We have to swap. Yeah, if if we win, we get theirs. If we lose, we get theirs. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. We don't make the rules, folks. This is just how it works. It's Sorry, FIFA, this is just the- FIFA International Soccer. It's the way God wants it. Praise be.